This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. All right, we are live. Welcome to the Dine Local SD podcast number 40. Today, we welcome Claire Allison of Claire's on Cedros, where she hopes to run a breakfast and lunch place where you can eat wholesome food in an environment that makes you feel as if you've never left home. Hi, Claire. Welcome. I can't. <laughs> I um I saw that tagline on your website on the story and I was like that is actually my dream also. Really? Yeah. Like and the way that you worded it like you, you feel as if you've never left home. I'm like that is exactly yeah. to a T what I dream of having one day. Well, so, you could do it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I have complete confidence. Oh, so sweet. How are you doing today? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Awesome. So Claire, um, Claire's on Cedros is located in the heart of Solana Beach, obviously on Cedros. Good. I called it what it was. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, and you specialize in fresh, homemade, California-style comfort food, as well as a variety of homemade breads, pastries, and desserts. Correct. And so I read um, on your website, you have a beautiful website, by the way. Brand new, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, it's, it looks great. Good. Um, <laughs> I read a few really awesome facts that I did not know. And one of them is that, so I'll give a brief history of you, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. Um, but you are native to San Diego, you graduated from SDSU, you met your husband Greg when you were 19, Mm -hmm. Um, you guys have two daughters and you live in North County. Correct. And so I read that you started baking bread to create... Uh, a recipe that your daughters would enjoy eating. Mm-hmm. And they loved your recipe so much that you actually ended up selling it to Milton's. Correct. Whoa. And then you worked at Milton's for 12 years. Correct. Make baking bread and running the bakery, yes. Running the bakery. And then um, your partner, Terry, had approached you and said, hey, let's let's start our own restaurant. Correct. That is so cool. Yes. I grew up on Milton's bread. So I really? grew up on your bread. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm kind of like your daughter now. Yeah, my thought was is that I wanted a wholesome, good bread yeah. that my kids could eat a PB and J on, mm-hmm. or a tuna fish sandwich would be good on it. Yeah, anything would be good on it. Yeah, and, and and I developed it, and here we are. Yeah, here we are. Did you did you always love baking? Was that always like a passion of yours? I liked cooking in general. It yeah, didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I like baking, but but I. Um, I uh, like cooking in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. The other really interesting fact that I read about was that um, you, the building that you're in, Claire on Cedros, is LEED certified. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was the first in San Diego to get the platinum LEED platinum certified distinction. Yes. So what, is, what does that mean? I mean, I know that I, I know a little bit about LEEDs. But it's a lot of in the building process. Like you kind of have to do it from the ground up, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you probably could do an interior without having to do it from the ground up. Okay. But we did it from the ground up because we built the building. Okay. And um, it's um, an audited process to make sure that you're actually putting in solar panels. You're actually right. putting in windows that are open mm-hmm. so that you can have air coming through. Okay. These are some of the things that make something a lead building. Yeah. Um, so, and it's 
it was expensive at the time. You yeah. Know, because these things were more expensive than just building a building. Sure. And this and was in 2009? 2009. And when we initially did the build out, um, we've, we found very quickly that we were at the lowest level of LEED certification. Mm-hmm. And we asked what it would take to get to silver, and that wasn't going to take much. And then gold wasn't that much higher than that. And then we found out that there were no platinum restaurants in the United States. Wow. And so we thought, well, let's go for it. Yeah. And so we did. And unfortunately, during the build-out, Chipotle beat us. Oh, <laughs> freaking Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle beat us in Moline, <laughs> Illinois. Oh, and in Illinois, no less. <laughs> anyway, I think they even have a wind machine on their, oh, on their site. But anyway, um, so I always say, well, they those people have lots of people. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It was just me and Terry wow. when we were doing it. I love that. Yeah. And um, so I think that's really cool from just like a fact factual standpoint, but also because – what it said on the website is that you guys really wanted to be as sustainable in your building as your menu. Yes. And so it's really like a, a very congruent concept, um, yeah. which I, I really admire. Because and, it's, and it's hard to do in the restaurant industry. Right. Really difficult. Yeah. And even in 2009, like, I, I thought that you guys were seemed a little ahead of your time, too, with that. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> California's pretty you're so forward. You're so humble. <laughs> California's a pretty forward-thinking state yeah. when it comes to the environment. Very true. Very true. Um, so I was perusing your menu, mm. and it looks fabulous. But I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite thing on the menu? Oh, that's that's a trick question, oh, isn't it? Is it a customized item? No. Oh, okay. No. It's two eggs over easy and sourdough toast. Oh, that is it. All right. (laughs) A simple kind of gal. I am. I like it. I was looking at the um, green enchilada and eggs. Oh, those are great. I mean, that really spoke to me. Maybe I need that today for lunch after this. Yeah, 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 fill you up. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. And nobody had it on their menu. Yeah. We put it on it. It Maybe on other menus now, but it's very popular. Um, But it's a big plate. Okay. Good to know. But, Maybe shareable. Yeah. Yeah. How are the portion sizes at Claire's? I think they're healthy. Yeah. Um, they're pretty um they're pretty big. A lot of people split. Yep. Yep. I find that a lot of breakfast places in San Diego are that way. And it's almost uh a necessity now, in my opinion, in my observation, that when you open a breakfast place in San Diego, people expect larger portions and are disappointed when they don't get them. Do you agree? I, I would, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Frankly, yeah. I really don't know. I, I only know what we do. Sure. Um, I will tell you this. California is, is going to be leveling some waste issues on restaurants in that we're mm-hmm. going to have to start to con- control and separate and pay more mm-hmm. to get rid of waste. Mm. And so... With that in mind, we're looking at food coming back into the kitchen yeah. after after they're done. Right. And so with that, we're wondering if we need to think about toast, for, for instance. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you know, a plate of eggs might be eggs, potatoes, and, mm-hmm. and some sausage. And then you got toast and jam and butter. And oftentimes people eat that plate, and then the toast is like maybe one or two bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're thinking, well, maybe we need to get that out of there. Right. Because we don't want to be throwing it away. Sure. Or and make it an optional side for a ex- lower price. Or, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If people want it, 
they can have it. Yeah. But we want to make sure that they eat it. Right. And so restaurants in general all over the state are going to have to start looking at waste. Yeah. And what they're generating because it's going to get more costly. And it's going to become um, a separation issue too. Mm Mm-hmm. So this big plate idea. Yeah. While it's kind of nice, how often do you get a huge plate and go, oh, I can't, I can't. Oh, all the time. Even, even if it's not, you know, like a hash house sized plate, which is just insane. uh, Even most plates at a restaurant, I have a hard time finishing. Yeah. I mean, I could, but I might feel sick or whatever. And and as we get older, Mm. we want smaller plates. Right. You don't eat as much. Sure. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> so I see that you have a an assortment of like Benedicts, yes, omelets, yes, house made granola, yeah. Oh, yum! What's what's your secret granola recipe? Uh, Do you have something you know, delicious? Uh, we in put it? maple syrup in it. Oh maple yeah, syrup, nice, and brown sugar, butter. Yeah, it's good. Is it gluten free or no? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's gluten free. All right. Vegan. Wow. Yeah. I guess. Granola is not hard to make vegan. No, it's not. Okay. Vegan vegan is a tough option. Yeah. <laughs> but in making, breakfast. In breakfast. But yeah. granola is an easy thing to make vegan. Okay. Got it. Uh, and then you have Claire cakes. They're just pancakes. They're our, our signature recipe. <laughs> All right. But my kids used to call them Claire cakes. Aww. And so that's, that's how that. That's adorable. How yeah. much involvement do your kids have in Claire's on Cedrus? Um, Zero. Yeah. Both are. Both are. Um, Doing their own thing? Yeah. Chemical engineer at Chevron. Oh, my. And the other one works in tech for Amazon. They sound real smart. They got smart kids. I do. I do. And and they're off my payroll. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's great. Um, So, every parent's dream. (laughs) Yeah. I know. My parents got us off of that real quick. Uh, (laughs) So, Claire's opened in 2009. Yes. Which is almost almost ten years ago. Yes, um, and I feel like North County has always kind of been its own little bubble, specifically yes. like North County coastal, like Solana Beach, Del Mar sure. area. Sure. But have you noticed any changes in the clientele or the, or just the industry in general over the past years? Well, I would say that it's gentrifying, mm-hmm. and that it's real estate prices are going up, and so as a consequence, you're getting. A higher um, income person sure. becomes your customer. Yeah. And as such, they have specific needs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have to accommodate their menu yeah. requirements, whatever that may be. Right. And um, it's, it's uh, less laid back is, okay. is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, and people are much more... Um, interested in what they put in their bodies now. They're yeah. very they're very um cognizant of what's what's they should be eating, what they mm-hmm. shouldn't be eating. And and I think what they trust about our restaurant is that they're not going to get a lot of chemicals or sure. things are not pre made by other institutions. We make them. Right. And yeah. they and they appreciate that. Yes, definitely. We yeah. start at the beginning. I was gonna ask you, you know, because I I know that you, you even know. those like holidays is not necessarily right. health food but they know that at least at our restaurant we make it from scratch yeah it's not it like a from, preservative yeah, package yeah, right. no no yeah. we don't open a package up and yeah. stir in butter or something right. I, no no it's uh eggs yeah and butter and cayenne well, pepper and the old-fashioned way yep. yep and um so you know a lot of people are uh, 
doing the gluten-free thing now. How has that affected? I mean, you're, you were originally kind of known for your bread and your pastries. Mm -hmm. Have you, um, you know, had to change that at all or? Uh, the irony is, is that we started with gluten-free right away. Oh, really? Really. We started with uh, gluten-free bread and gluten-free chocolate chip cookies. Okay. And the gluten-free people were so grateful. Yeah. Especially then there was probably so many less options, so many fewer options. Right. Exactly. And so we just built on it. So we have a number of gluten-free options on the menu. Okay. M more than more often it is gluten-free than not. Wow. Or the or the ability to make it gluten-free sure. is right there. It's kind of the default. It's the default. Like even the meatloaf that mm -hmm. we make at night has gluten-free breadcrumbs in it. Yeah. Because we make the bread, we make the crust. Right. Anyway, so um, That's great. it's, it's uh, something that we were rewarded for uh -huh. uh, in the beginning, and we just built on it. Yeah. And so, uh, and the gluten-free people are so grateful. Right. Really grateful. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be gluten-free. Definitely. I, I saw on, um, my friend Oz who owns Cueva Bar uh -huh. down in University Heights, someone came into his restaurant over the weekend and they ha now have a device that it measures if there's gluten on your food. Oh, And wow. he had posted about it and just kind of asked like, you know. Does anyone has anyone experienced this? this? <laughs> yeah, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh wow. You still have to protect yourself, sure, though, as a restaurateur, because there's always the possibility of cross contamination right. if you have gluten in the restaurant. And so when people tell me they're celiacs, I always tell them, I say, hey, if you're truly that allergic, yeah, go to a restaurant where gluten doesn't cross the threshold, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're you're normal operating bakery and cafe with plenty of gluten going around. <laughs> Yeah. Flower floats, man. Yeah, I know. I, I work at Tribute Pizza as well. And, you know, we take a lot of care into making the gluten-free pizzas. You know, we do it in a, in a pan, so it's not even touching the, the oven. Uh -huh. um, but it, one of the things that Tribute Pizza is known for is Matt, the owner, throws dough as part of the show. And it, I mean, I come home and it looks like I've turned gray because I just have flour <laughs> dusted all over me, you know? And it's like, there, you walk into that restaurant, you're breathing gluten right away. <laughs> right. So, sure, sure. sure. I yeah. Get it. I get it. Yeah. So, um, any, so anyway, yeah. that's a caveat that I, you know, we have to put on the menu. Of but course. It, but it's like, it's no different than people with nut allergies mm -hmm. or people who can't, um, raw eggs, there's inherent risk in eating a sunny side up egg. Sure. Same yep. thing. Yeah, and I saw that um, switch. I just switched gears really fast in my head. Um, I saw that you are dog friendly. Yes, we are. Yeah, do you make dog biscuits? <laughs> yes, too? we do. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, I'm a capitalist. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. So the whole patio is dog friendly. Correct. Yes. All right. And uh, is there any sort of distinction between service dogs versus family oh. pets, or do you guys just welcome all of them? We welcome all dogs that are. Well-behaved. Yes. And on leashes. Okay. There we um, go. But the health department does oh, not look at that one. Sorry. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we post them on Instagram. Like cuties. <laughs> anyway, um, the health department does not like, does not want the dogs, unless they're service dogs, in the restaurant. Okay. But and you have a large outdoor patio. We have a large outdoor patio. It's almost as big as the restaurant itself. Perfect. So yeah. Great. And so... <laughs> I'm, this dog is so cute. If you are listening on the podcast, um, there's a picture of what looks like a Burmese mountain dog eating, enjoying an afternoon at Claire's on Cedros that we're looking at. Um, so adorable. So <clears throat> let's see. I am curious about 
you opened in 2009. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think that in our culture and, and what we're seeing on television these days is that we're seeing a lot of really young chefs and, re- you know, really young restaurant tours that are, you know, getting ahead of the curve and the people on top chef are like in their twenties and mm-hmm. sure. They have energy. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even have energy. Like, although Tanya Holland, did you see her? No, I'm she, she's brown sugar kitchen. Oh, okay. Up in, and in Oakland. Yeah. She's not a spring chicken and she just yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. So and a woman. Yes. 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 <laughs> All about the female chefs. Um, so how do you balance, you know, having children and a family? You know, earlier you asked me you're looking for a ring. You said, Are you married? You got kids? And I said, Oh no, I don't have any of that. But I really admire people, anyone who has any of it, because I'm like hard enough trying to figure out my own life and I don't have anything pulling on me. Yeah. So how do you do it? I mean, you decided to open a restaurant when well, you've well, already had children. Well, if you look at the children. timeline for me, yeah. how all this stuff happened. I started working at Milton's when I was 37. Okay. At 37, my kids were either at elementary school or in preschool. And I went to work very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And my husband was home to get the kids off to mm-hmm. school. I got off. Just in time to, to take them, them home. Uh huh. And I didn't own it. So right. I went to work. I came home. Yeah. So that's how we balanced that. Okay. By the time I was offered the opportunity to open my own restaurant, my oldest was a junior in high school. Okay. She didn't need me. <laughs> and and my, I, did I say my oldest? Yeah. I meant my youngest. Okay. My youngest was a senior in, in, or junior in high school. She didn't need me very much. Yeah. She drove. And, yeah. Yeah. I, as a female with children that age, you're invisible unless they need money. <laughs> and then, you, then you're visible. True. Yeah. And so it was a great place to put a lot of energy yeah. and focus and develop something, create something. Yeah. And so it wasn't like I had to sacrifice a lot of time from my family to mm-hmm. do this. They were all at a stage in their lives where they were didn't need me sure. as much. Yeah. And so... It w- it was a balancing act, but it, it the only thing that I would say that makes it kind of um, in looking back, yeah. Um, if I'd started earlier, maybe we would have franchised more, okay, um, because we had more sure. energy, yeah. And but but going the path that I went, I have no regrets. I think oh, it was that's a re- awesome. I think it was a really smart way to go. Yeah, and um, I. Uh, and and I have been rewarded for it. Yeah. Frankly, I mean the, yeah. the restaurant was, is a, is been successful, and I um, think we've done a great job, and I enjoy awesome. it. Yeah, I re- and I really enjoy the work. Mm-hmm. That's the um, the, <laughs> the dirty little secret is right. I like being in a restaurant. Yeah. I like working in the back. I like it. It's how, fun. How many days a week are you there currently? Um, currently, I'm there probably five, six out of seven. Okay, so but you're I'm still... not there all the time. Okay, and I um. Like today, I'll combine. I've already been to work once. Okay, going here, I'll do some uh, scavenging around here yeah. for weird ingredients for the restaurant. That we can't get through specialty or <laughs> or any of other suppliers. Yeah, and then um, I'll head back to work, drop it off, see if there's any problems. If there aren't any, home. Walk yeah. The dog. So, what is um what is your advice for people who either want to have a restaurant or currently have one? that are feeling overwhelmed. I mean, what is your secret for not having to be there 
all the time? Oh, um, well, I think that uh, <laughs> my best advice for owning a restaurant is go work in one. Yeah. And work every angle of it. You know, mm-hmm. if they let you work in the front of the house and dishwasher, take it. Yeah, you know, see what see what it is to run a restaurant, mm-hmm. and and if it still appeals to you and you still like it, um, try to move up. Sure, get more responsibility, and and then um, in in terms of owning a restaurant, I um, I think that training your crew mm-hmm. to do what what it is that that you do. Like right now, my job mostly is. Creating new yeah. things, okay. creating new things, and then I create, write the recipe, and then turn it over mm-hmm. to the crew to 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 make it. Sure, and um, and then if they have any questions, I find I help them fine tune it. Mm-hmm. And so once the new menu is launched and it's rolling, you know, I'm just yeah. I'm just there kind of just to make sure everybody's um, doing their job. Yeah, <laughs> um, and also to help them out if they have any questions sure. about. Anything. Yeah. And in terms of the back of the house, my business partner manages the front of the house. Oh, awesome. So that's the split. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Um, and, you know, there's there's all this talk around town about, you know, a shortage of cooks. Or oh, shortage. God. Yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> Do you, have Do you I, experienced that as well? Well, is it just me? No. <laughs> is, it, is it true that there's an apocalypse happening right now? Well, I think so. I mean, yeah. uh, we have been, you know, training up mm-hmm. preps. Sure. Um and it's been hard. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's been really hard. And when you have that big a hole in your crew, mm-hmm. it's a huge hole because the number one issue in restaurants is consistency. Right. So a trained line cook is super valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And and you and and they know it. Frankly, right now. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> They really do. (laughs) It's it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time, and I'm not sure if it's going to end. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, um, but uh, right now, currently, we are okay. Good. Currently, okay. But, you you know, tomorrow I could not be. Could change, right. Could change tomorrow. Right. And so earlier when we were talking, you told me that you still have some staff that has been there since day one. Yes, I do. And and what do you attribute that to? Because, you know, nowadays it seems like, Cooks and servers that everyone's in and out, in and out, and very migratory. But you, yeah. you know, when you well, find those people that are loyal, well, uh, front of the house, I would say that the reason that we have a lot of long term employees is because the business is mm. steady, sure, and they rely on tips. Yes, and the tips are steady, and that's that's that, good. That's yeah, right, that <laughs> works for them. Yeah, back of the house, uh, we pay our people pretty well, I think, and um, they see me working back there just like them, right? And no job is too small for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, I think a sympathetic ear generally, yeah. but I expect them to perform, but I work hard too. Yeah. So that's great. So they, they know that and they have seen me through the last eight years, uh, work hard all along the way. And now I'm not working as hard and, but they still respect me because they right. know that I can, I can come in if they need 50 pounds of potatoes to peel, I'll yeah. do it. Right. That's great. I think, I think it's so important too, because there's so many, um, owners out there that are not hands-on and yeah but in a way i understand that too oh a hundred percent right absolutely because i think also that there's a disconnect in general in any industry between understanding uh what an owner does behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and what people see and so i know that like 
I have experienced line cooks that just instantly dislike upper management because they think that they don't get involved. Mm-hmm. And also on the same coin, dislike when upper management is involved because they think that they're in the way or whatever. And so, so it's a it's a it's a tight it's a right. that you walk. Um, yeah. And I think too, it's really hard to keep the camaraderie going in front of the house versus back of the house. Mm, yes. Yep. And so I think it's really important for me to treat both sides with respect yes. and and dignity. Mm-hmm. And and I tried to do that, frankly. Yeah. But I do hold everybody to a pretty high standard. And I, um, you know, maybe I'm not perfect on that score. Sure. But I know that I hold people the same standard I hold myself to. Yeah. Amazing. And so you said that your main job right now is creating. Mm-hmm. So what does that process look like for you? Are you like, oh, okay, I, I want to create a new pastry or a new breakfast dish, and then yeah, you just exactly. start What's a test water? kitchen? Yeah, yeah. And I can't test in the restaurant anymore. Mm. There's no wor- there's no room. There's no yeah. workstation for me. That's <laughs> right. we're blowing, you know shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, uh, with uh, cooks, cooks and, yeah. and prep cooks and bakers, and so I suppose I could come in at midnight, but oh. you know I can always work at my house. So sure, I work at my house, and yeah. then uh, once I get what I think is right, mm-hmm. um, I take it into work, and we fine tune it. Yeah, and then we write the recipe and goes in the book, cool. and then we and goes on the menu and. Yeah. yeah. Do you have uh, like some key players, like a sous chef or something like that? Yeah, I do. I have kitchen manager guy that, okay. that helps me with execution, and the bakers are a separate team. Okay, and I work with them too. Yeah, and um, because I have background in both, right? It's it's easy yeah. for me to talk their languages sure yes and it's interesting too because a lot of the people that work in the back of the house of the kitchen are hispanic mm-hmm. and they only have that frame of reference yeah in terms of food right and so like when you introduce them some something you know like lebanese food yeah. or or uh i don't know something different different yeah moroccan food yeah whatever they're you know they don't have a frame of reference mm-hmm. and so it's it's very hard for them to understand the, the new the new product until sure. it's been around for a while, right? And they <laughs> taste it and they understand what it's supposed to taste like. Yeah, but 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 they, when it comes to creativity, they're all, they're great with Mexican, but yeah. but they don't eat outside of their sure. <laughs> their, their, Producer Judy just said, "Yep," and gave us a thumbs up. <laughs> they don't eat outside. They, you know, right. they don't go for Chinese. They don't go out to sure. Ethiopian. They don't yeah, do. Yeah. And for me, that's that's what that's the first choice for me. That yeah. I want to go out for something weird, different. Something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um cool. they're, they're good with that stuff, but yeah. and they're good at executing once you give them direction. But, yeah. but coming up with like a new Ethiopian bread or something. Right. Not she, happening. Judy's shaking her head. Nope. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that for sure. So when you're not at the restaurant, um what do you like to do on your days off? Um, I love to walk my dog. What kind of dog do you have? Golden Retriever. Oh, I'm in the market for a dog right now. Well, they're great. It's a good choice. Yeah. Anyway, um, we've had three, and this is our current one is nine years old, and I'm thinking that we might need to get another oh, one. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I don't want to be without a dog again. Yes. And, I, I'm i feeling the same way. And then um, I like being with my husband um, a lot, and I like cooking. Believe it or not, I like cooking dinner. You like cooking dinner. <laughs> yeah. What do you cook uh, for your family uh, or for uh, your husband? Oh, you know, people laugh when I say rack of lamb. Yeah? A lot of people go, God, that's so hard. I go, no, you, that's easy. You fancy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I like, I cook it all. You know, yeah. all kinds of weird. Yeah. Do you uh, like make pasta from scratch at home? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was like wondering like, you know, to no, what extent? No, yeah. okay. no I don't. 
Yeah, I don't either. I was just curious. <laughs> my <laughs> my oh, mom shoot. does. Shoot, my mom will do that, <laughs> and like you know, just as like a hobby. Like I'll come over and there's pasta drying on. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. what's this for? And she goes, dinner. I'm like, hmm, fascinating. <laughs> Can I have some? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what time is that ready? Thanks, mom. <laughs> um. So you like to spend time with your dog and you like to cook. Do you are you a traveler? Yes. Oh, I love to travel. Yeah, you we we talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Where's your favorite place that you've been? Oh, jeez. I love Rome. Yeah. Rome is a good one. Yeah. I love Rome. I love um I just got back from south of France oh. and uh um T- Tuscany, but okay. the, only the north end ah. and Switzerland. And it was a really great trip. We made a big circle route and nice. it was awesome. My husband loves to drive. Oh. So we run a car when we land and and he drives, and I yeah. and I figure out where, where we're going to eat. Perfect. I was going to say, my next, that leads right into my next question, where is, uh, where, where are some of the most memorable meals that you've had? Believe it or not, Chinese in Paris. Yeah. Yeah? I, I have had better uh, ethnic food in Paris that wasn't French yes. than in the actual countries. Yes. I had great Indonesian food there, too. Yes. Oh, I had really good um, Indonesian food in Amsterdam also. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, oh, uh, eating. Oh, gosh. Where am I? Uh, I had a really good um, French meal in Annecy. Okay. It's in right next to Chamonix, France, oh, a town yeah, yeah. Next, to, next to the Alps. Yep. Great restaurant town. Cool. Beautiful beautiful little city. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, God. Where else? What about I? in the States? Any good meals I in went the to States? Cosme in New York, which was wonderful. Oh, yeah. Really wonderful. Awesome. A lot, and, and I went to French Laundry a long time ago, yeah. and it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I really love Thomas Keller's philosophy I've, about yeah. <clears throat> food and, and the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and... Just, just, he is worth every bit of hype that he gets, <laughs> in my he, opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I I read something about he didn't he had to butcher a rabbit once, uh-huh. and um, to put it sure. on his dinner menu, yeah. and he said it was horrible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so after that, he treated every animal protein with much more respect than mm-hmm. he would say a piece of lettuce because you're taking away a life. Yeah. And so you honor it and you make sure you do it right. Absolutely. And that's kind of the way I feel. And I, and yeah. I it spoke to him and I, I've read, um, yeah, is it Grant Arquette's or, uh-huh. um, in uh, Alinea? Uh, yeah, Alinea. Yeah. I've never been there, but he spoke to about, mm-hmm. um, Thomas Keller yeah. and Thomas Keller when he came there to, to, to stage. Sure. Uh, Thomas Keller was the only person in the restaurant who had a broom in his hand. I'm like yeah. going, yeah, I yeah. get this. I understand. Uh-huh. When uh, when I worked at the French Laundry, it was a rule that oh, lucky every— Oh, you. I know. Every 15 minutes, the entire kitchen stopped doing whatever you were doing. The entire kitchen. It was like a timer. The chef would yell, stop, stop. And every single person would put their knives down Pick up all the rugs, all the mats. Oh, yeah, sweep yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It didn't matter who you were in the kitchen. Everyone. It was like, and it was every fifteen minutes. Wow. That the whole kitchen would like freeze, get a really quick deep clean, and then okay, everyone wash your hands, back to work. And it was. I remember the first. I remember my first day being like, "What's happening?" With and I didn't know even where to jump in because it was suddenly the entire kitchen was swirling with people cleaning, and I'm like. Uh, I'll just polish this because I don't know. You know? Where's my, yeah, where's my towels? I'm like, oh gosh, okay. And then by the end of it, it was like you just fall into line and you get in the hang of it. And it becomes routine. Yeah. 
X. Uh, yeah. Well, Very that's cool. interesting. Sorry, because you're yeah. just basically saying whatever I've said to be true. And I, yes. I've only read about it. Right. Yeah. No, he um, – so I don't know if he still is, but when I was there, his house was directly behind the French Laundry on the same property. Oh, wow. And uh, it's a really cute yellow house, like a yellow Victorian home. He would come in and he would shake every single person's hand. That was one of the rules at the French Laundry was you had to shake everyone's hand when you arrived and when you left – and it's really awkward as a young intern to go up to a chef that's in the middle of cooking dinner and wait for them to acknowledge you to shake your hand. Oh, yeah. It was terrifying. And then by the end of it, it was like, thank you. You know, <laughs> yeah. and you just get in the hang of it. But it was that showing respect to every single person. Yeah. Um, and it was every single day. It was never like yeah. a missed thing. I imagine he even treated his dishwashers really oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, a lot of people don't think much about dishwashers. Yeah. But, man... They are the backbone of that hundred percent of the restaurant. Yeah, I anyway, totally and, agree. And I, you know, I got a dishwasher every morning. He comes in, and he gives me a hug. Oh, and we that. always say, "How are you?" And yeah. he, and he always say, "Another day above ground." And oh, I'm like, oh, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes a big it's all smile, you can ask always for. a big smile. And yeah. I, I to this, I, it was funny. We were rating all of our kitchen employees yeah. by number, and he was the only one that got the top number. Yeah. We gave him a raise. Oh, good. <laughs> I love it. But he's I'm sure sw- he deserved it. He did. Of course yeah. he does. He's, he's 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 always looking out for the best interest right. interests of the restaurant. Yeah. That's, and so that's all I, you can I, ask for. You know, I'm thrilled he wants to work for me. Yeah. Awesome. Claire, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's been so fun talking with you. Good to talk to you too. Yeah. Let me find how I'm supposed to end this here. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Judy's laughing at me. She's like, Time's up! Gosh, dang it, Kat. So um, check out Claire'sOnCedros.com to learn more about Claire and Claire's on Cedros. You can find them on Instagram at Claire's on Cedros and on Facebook at Claire's on Cedros. That's good consistency. So, you know, it's the name yeah. of the restaurant. Somebody so. didn't steal the domain names. Yeah. <laughs> or take them. Right. I not steal them. And uh, obviously you can go visit them at Claire's on Cedros also. See what I did there? Uh, (laughs) Call it what it is. Yeah. And uh, to explore the San Diego food scene with us, head on over to DineLocalSD.com where we highlight restaurant menus and ongoing specials. And remember to stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at DineLocalSD for upcoming podcast guests and awesome giveaways. We're going to have an awesome giveaway for Claire's on Cedros that we'll announce in the comment section of this Facebook Live. So stay tuned. We're going to post it later today. Okay. Yeah. All All right. Thank you so much. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you.